Listening to Nostalgia Be Dan. Rollin', 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 though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rollin' raw hard. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon, aka DJ Mouskowitz. Look out, partners. There's a new mouse in town. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid 2000s and we look at them objectively and let you know do they hold up as objective, mature, and smart moviegoers. This week, we watched 1991's animated family adventure western, (laughs) an American tale, colon, Fifle Goes West. Or American Tale 2. Dewey? Dewey. (laughs) Fival Goes Woost? (laughs) Okay, that's the end of Nostalgia Be Damned. (laughs) See you guys later. Uh, Zach, your history with this movie, we're both pretty big fans of this Mm -hmm. from our early childhood, I say. Yeah, very early childhood. We had the VHS uh, growing up. I loved this movie, and it's weird because I remember watching this way more than I've seen the first one, which is, I think, universally better well-known I would than say the second so, one. but I agree with you. I've maybe seen the first one once, and I, I we didn't own that one. I, no, I owned the, didn't own the that second one, one on, on VHS and, and watched it incessantly. Yeah, but this, this one I watched all the time. I loved the music. I loved the story, I think, but I haven't seen it since, uh, God, maybe since I was seven or eight years yeah, old, maybe yeah. even younger. Um, so it, this was going to be interesting. I, I didn't even know that people knew about this movie. Turns out it was actually kind of popular. Yeah, I think this one was one that gained a lot of attention later on, not necessarily when it was first released in theaters. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a plot synopsis. IMDb says, A family of mice decide to move out to the West, unaware that they are falling into a trap perpetrated by a smooth-talking pussy. Cat. Cat. Yes. Gross, dude. Pussycat. Pussycat. But I think that doesn't do the sur- the, the, the story necessarily justice, yeah. because the no. best part of this movie are the side characters who are not described in there, and I would say they're the dog and the cat, Tiger and Wiley Burp. Oh, <laughs> Wiley Burp. I, you know what? There's no point in beating around the bush. Let's get into Wiley Burp right now, played by the incomparable <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. And unfortunately, this was his final film. Uh, uh, his death was July 2nd, 1997. He died at the age of 89. This was... Uh, one of, I think, his probable only vocal performances. I don't think he's done many voiceovers. Um, uh, so I, he's been in so many things. He's also in North by Northwest. Yep, um, did a bunch of Hitchcock. He's done yeah. he, Rear Window. He's, he's yep. a fantastic, phenomenal Vertigo. Actor. Yeah. Before we get too deep into the characters and whatnot, let's get into a bit of the background. So Don Bluth, the original film's director, had no involvement whatsoever with this one. Instead, it was directed by two gentlemen, one Phil Nibblink, I think. Okay. <laughs> he did We're Back, a dinosaur story. Of course. And uh, a guy named Simon Wells, who did Balto, mm. uh, The Prince of Egypt, The mm. Time Machine remake, which was that live action oh, wow. uh, guy. Yeah, Pierce I remember one, that. And Mars Needs Moms. Oh, was that Robert ew, Zemeckis-produced that, alien bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> was Seth Green, I think, who did one of the performances? Yeah, that movie got panned. That movie got... Ta- that, that tanks. Yeah, yeah that's, it that's got a huge bomb. This one didn't do terribly uh, well at the box office. It was kind of a modest hit. It, I couldn't find any budget info. All I know is that it cost... 
more than the original wow. by far when it, when originally it was only going to be greenlit if it would cost significantly less because it switched hands uh, from Don Bluth to Steven Spielberg. Uh, and that's where kind of the budget got a little inflated and whatnot. But it only wound up making $22 million in the U.S. and $40 million worldwide was 60th for the year of 1991. So it's, of course, the sequel to An American Tale and the last installment in the series to be released theatrically. Apparently, there were two direct-to-video sequels released in the late 90s. An American Tale, The Treasure of Manhattan Island. Ooh. Ooh, terrible. And An American Tale, The Mystery of the Night Monster. That sounds... That doesn't that sound like an immigrant dirty. story at all. Oh, I don't. It's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mystery of the night monster. Anyway, uh, but by contrast, the original film made forty-seven million in the U.S. and thirty-six million overseas for a total of eighty-four million. What about ratings? How did this movie do? So it's got a six point five on IMDb and a forty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought that was a little low for. Maybe I just I thought just, this movie was better reviewed. Well, so just based on the amount of people that we've been talking to this last week who remember this movie, I thought this may have been more universally beloved, but I mean, the critics say otherwise, I suppose. Yeah, so I don't know how well this was beloved, and even audiences, a 6.5 on IMDb isn't you know terribly high Yeah, in comparison to some of uh, even the original director's other works, Don Bluth, like Land Before Time and shit. I'm right. sure that has, you know, Oh, Land Before Time is, yeah, but, amazing. Um, this does have quite the cast, though. So we did mention, you know, Jimmy Stewart. There's mm -hmm. also Dom DeLuise, who delivers a, a fantastic performance. In the, I love him as Tiger. Like, his, his vocal, I love it, because it seems like he's just having a fucking blast. In the yeah, he does. Some of it's a little annoying every once in a while, <laughs> but it, it's like it's like if Jack Black was a, an animated cat. Like, <laughs> that's what he walks. Yeah, Dom DeLuise like. was just given a microphone. They're like, all right, go for it. Sure, like, for yeah. sure. You can tell. And it's, you know, it's not quite like... Robin Williams Aladdin style where some of that like transcends the, the material yeah. and they they animate to what he's doing. Right. Um, this one was, you know, he, he's, give, he's giving a spirited performance in yeah, my opinion. Exactly. There's also John Cleese. Yes. Who plays the villain. I can't remember the villain's name. I don't know if it's, it's something ever mentioned. stupid. No, they say it all the time. It's Cat R. Wall. Oh, Cat R. Wall. <laughs> that's right. John Cleese actually turned down the role of Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, released the same year as this movie, uh, to play the villain in this film. Wow. Yeah. Oh, John Cleese, no. His <laughs> right-hand man or like little henchman is a giant tarantula played by... Uh, John John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yes, yeah. of course. Uh, again, I don't know if he's doing a Mexican accent. It's very here. hard to tell. It actually took me, I knew John Lovitz was in this movie, but yes. it took me a second to realize who he was playing. Mm hmm. Um, because the spider is just doing one-liners. Like, the spider's just, like, mumbling to himself the entire movie. To put that spider in scale with the other creatures in this movie, he must have been fucking huge. Oh, my God. This he's, spider was disgustingly yeah, big. he's very large compared to the mice. So, picture, like, the size of a, a cat. A, mon <laughs> a fucking monster tarantula. Oh, that's uh, terrifying. It's like, you got boots on. Oh, shit. yeah. It's at least four feet long. It's disgusting. Well, not four feet, but... You know what I mean. So yeah, John Cleese and John Lovitz play those two characters. They were originally going to be played by John Lithgow and Martin Short, who I think wow. could have done probably an equally as good job. I like yeah. those two guys too. Probably. This movie was, however, nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Song, Dreams to Dream. Really? Yeah. Nah. Uh, the one she sings in this movie. Yeah. I kept thinking of the one from the first one, the famous one. Somewhere out there. 
beneath the pale moonlight. Now, that song does get sung for a brief moment in here. Yeah, and it's actually the overture of the movie, too. Yeah, it is. It is. And so that song, Dreams to Dream, was originally going to be recorded by Celine Dion, but the producers favored Linda Ronstadt, who sang the theme song somewhere out there from the first movie. Right. They just brought her back in. She has a beautiful voice. She does have a great voice. She sounds amazing. And and as much as I didn't like that song compared to some of the other ones in this movie, she sings it phenomenally. And one last little kind of cool bit of trivia. uh, The only animated sequel distributed by Universal to release theatrically up until Despicable Me 2 22 years later or something Ugh. in 2013. So they never did an animated sequel that went to theaters for 22 years. That's insane. <laughs> Which goes to show you how unsuccessful a lot yeah. of Universal's uh, animated movies were, I guess. Uh, after this. We've talked about this before, I feel like, haven't we? Yeah, well, it, who was it? No, that was Don Bluth in... Titan A.E. Oh, yeah. Fox, they're Fox ruining, they ruining the studio, studio with yeah. Titan A.E. Yeah. You really got to pick them animated features yeah. wisely, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. then we also did the one after the Iron Giant, uh, the Warner Brothers studio, too, oh, of some movie we did. Yeah. God. I can't remember. I keep it's, thinking of... Uh, because I was listening to a podcast the other day of uh, Eight Crazy Nights, and I keep thinking... <laughs> now, every time Man. I hear Eight Crazy Nights, I think of the Iron Giant because it's the same animation. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, we're getting sidetracked. Let's jump into this film. Let's do it, man. So we open up on this nice little title sequence. By the way, the score for this done by James mm. Horner. Really well done. Wonderful. I love the music in this. Yeah. So we open up on this dream sequence, and we're introduced to Wiley Burp, of course, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> And he's surrounded by cats. It's this classic Western open. You know yeah. what I mean? The hero, you know, is at the end of his rope. And Fievel is narrating. And, you know, so Fievel is, this is clearly a dream sequence because he jumps down and he's like. He's Billy the Kid. Yeah, he's Billy the Kid. And he's like, I'm going to fight with you, Wiley Burp. And, oh, poor Jimmy Stewart, man. <laughs> Dude, Jimmy I love Stewart. his performance no, in this, uh, though. I know. Do you? Because Dude, I do. <laughs> Uh, do you like it because it's only Jimmy Stewart? No, it's both. It's really okay, both. Because like, yeah. Jimmy Stewart is so clearly very old and tired. Look out, this kid, movie. behind you. Okay, you got to get out of here, kid. I, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's super, like, I don't know, sincere and kind. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's to something me, about it I really like. To me, but it I agree. felt like Jimmy Stewart was, like, so tired, and he's like, <laughs> I'm just going to get a paycheck really quick. Uh, yeah, I'll do the dog well what's his name wiley purple that sounds like something we used to call as back in the military wiley burp i don't know who that is clarence jimmy clarence jimmy what say the lines or get another fucking job oh yeah okay well here you go i'm at the end of my rope kid (laughs) poor jimmy love jimmy stewart i love the man love him and uh again i think he just he's tried his best. Well, no, he's dude, not. but he's just so old. Yeah, like he's, he's just old. so he old. Is, but he's still charismatic. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Right? I love him. But I like this little opening because you know he tries to give him his fucking badge, and and then he goes to shoot uh, one of the villains in this movie, and his gun, the you know the bullet turns into the cork, and his real yeah. gun turns into a fake gun, and they do this thing often with the animation where it melts away like paint. Sh- Brush yeah, almost, it's like kind of watercolor. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. The animation in this is a huge plus. I like it a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if you're going to take any positives away from this film just right off the bat, it's the animation and the music, the the score. Yep. It's unbelievable. And then we get a little taste of, 
you know, Feifel's dark fucking reality. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so, and you'll have to forgive me because it's been a long time since I've seen the original, oh, I've, uh, but I it's, but they're it. the Mouskowitz, if you didn't know, were Jewish immigrants who came to New York City to get away from cats. Did they come from Russia? Because they're Russian I think so. Right? So yes. it was like supposed to be this huge metaphor for the Jews being uh, persecuted in Russia. Yes. And so they they leave and they have this whole song and dance about, oh, there's no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese because apparently, you know, the every immigrant back then thought they were going to come to America and they're going to be accepted by everybody and they're going to make a ton of money and life's going to be way better. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you can't come in here. There's cats all over the place. <laughs> we like our streets filled with cats. We love cats. Meow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, so, but they lose him again? Is that the whole thing? Is this a whole yeah, and so he gets, he gets he gets lost, lost in okay. the city. Yeah. yeah right. it's No, that's, I think I said this when we were watching it. It's the same exact plot. Okay. Almost. It's like, except out west. Except out west. And done better. Because oh, we yeah. watched the trailer. The trailer does the little in- introduction thing like, remember a couple of years ago when we when made this movie. When this movie was <laughs> fucking sweet. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's like, the oh, animation yeah. though. From that movie to this movie is drastically different. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole new animation studio. Well, so the first one looks a lot darker and grittier and, like, it's just more like a painting. And I, I think this... this one strikes me more as a cartoon. Not that it's bad. Yeah, no, they clean it up. But but there is some dark shit that happens oh, in this movie. The... Cartoons back in the 90s, man, they had fucking balls. Dude, swinging past your fucking knees balls. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it's not gratuitous or anything, but, it they're, you know, they remind you, like, hey, they... you could fucking die. Kids. Yeah, there's <laughs> just remember that in this movie almost immediately. Yeah, so they're, you know, <laughs> this made me laugh. They're... I guess humans are hearing rats crying outside, which, you know, it would piss me off, too. Yeah. But, again, it takes place in New York City. They live in, what, like a bucket or some shit? Some yeah, they, I don't know. Where, they live in, like, a living. cardboard box or yeah. something like but that. But they're throwing tomatoes at these rats. <laughs> like, keep it down. Yeah, because <laughs> because Tanya, uh, Feifel's Tanya. sister, is yeah. singing somewhere out there. She wants to be a singer. And she's getting tomatoes thrown at her because the humans are pissed that the rats are making noise. <laughs> they're, like, cooking a meal, and they're like... <laughs> another day another day without <laughs> no I can't do it I was another doing this another day perfect... without cheese uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yes, that's I regret bad. that one might... I regret uh, that one but it's so funny she's scooping off the uh, tomato the off tomato. the wall yeah that's what they're eating for dinner <laughs> oh there we get some crazy immigrant griping in this yes, yes oh it's just every you know everybody's like ah why are we so poor? America was supposed to be sweet. Uh, why would we make no money? It's Fievel's birthday. We can't even afford him a present, present. If I were a rich man. Outside, they hear uh, Tiger, played by Dom DeLuise, who's this just, yeah, this fat orange cat who just wears a single smaller than <laughs> should yeah. be purple t-shirt um but he's outside trying to win his girl back miss kitty who's this what, what would you, she's from the bronx she oh, doesn't take no yeah, shit she's Jenny clearly from the Bronx. yeah she's clearly from the bronx <laughs> you're not good enough for me tiger oh man <laughs> what is happening dude, with you what's, what's with going on tonight i am losing you gotta it. put a stop to it please so yeah the janine garofalo <laughs> lady <laughs> everything was very very new york New York taxi pastrami. She wants a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> she, was, she was talking about she's how talking life's about how she's so far away from a pastrami sandwich. I want a dog instead of a cat. It's almost Christopher oh, Walken. That's right. Yeah, but she said yeah. She yeah. wants to be with because he's asking. You know, why are you leaving? Are you ever coming back? 
She's like, I'd rather you were a dog. Yeah, she's like, honestly, like you just don't have the fucking balls that I'm looking for, and there's nothing for me here, so I'm gonna go out west and screw you. And, and she you know, sprays some fucking intoxicating perfume. Dude, this perfume is cracked. We have a lot of like smoke animation early in this oh, yeah. film because he shoots off a gun in his dream sequence, and it like becomes a mouse or something like yeah, that, or and, a cat. And this perfume stream turns into this like pink puffy cloud of cat yeah like the enticing like finger like come get me big boy yikes (laughs) dude this cat's got some jugs oh wow yeah some crazy animation there (laughs) this is the the curviest cat you've ever always do this too and it's so confusing i just don't i don't need it i don't we really don't don't need need it it. i don't need jiggling cat tits or do we? Maybe we do. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. that's why animation isn't as good. <laughs> exactly. Back in the 90s, dude. <laughs> they had balls. Jiggly cat tits. <laughs> they had balls to... An- the animators back then had balls, and so did their characters. <laughs> they weren't afraid to show it. We get our first taste of the villain of this movie. Like we said, John Cleese, he plays Cat R. Wall. He's like this aristocrat, right? I guess. Or aristocat. Aristocat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he basically forces the mice into the sewers. This scene was pretty fucking intense, I'll say. Dude, that's what I was saying is this movie just immediately, you have the feeling of like, oh my God, people are dying. Like they're being uprooted from their home and chased into the sewer and Fievel like comes seconds away from dying because he's a dumb person. (laughs) These cats are enormous. So it's like Godzilla reaching in, pulling out fucking people from buildings and shit and they're crashing to the ground. And so Fievel... Like and, an asshole, leaves his house. I gotta go yeah. I gotta go fight the cats. I gotta go fight the cats, because I'm just like my dream. Wiley Burt. So he must have been such a famous lawman that word of him traveled to New York City? I guess so. Like, to mice? I don't know. It just Don't look into it too hard. I'll look I into guess, whatever I want, dude. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Fievel is almost eaten his family starts running away without him by the way yeah they're, they're like pretty five quick. run they just bail <laughs> like pretty quick to just let him go I'll um say. but the father does play a quick distraction on his fiddle and five that's that, right here this is where it kicks into fucking overdrive yeah. the, the cat giant and snarling whatever you know five lays some shit on him like oh you got one eye there huh whatever yeah. you know bullshit Cat turns on him, about to kill him, and the dad takes out this violin and just starts screeching away, and he's like, for your life, I will run! Yeah, <laughs> and there's this huge, like, he's chase sequence and in a tuna was, can. They're yeah, running away in a yep, tuna can. they get into can. a tuna can, and then they hit this grate, and they're trying to get in the sewer, and it's quick cross-cutting between the cat fucking hauling ass yeah. after this can. You can tell it's a, some Sp- Spielberg suspense Yeah, exactly. Tricks, you know what I mean? It's very Indiana jones It is, very much so, and it's cool, though. I like it. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they bounce over and wind up in the sewer. There's this whole goddamn Again, Indiana Jones-esque riding down this. <laughs> yeah, go down a waterfall in the yep. sewer. There's and poop flying by. Poop flying all over the place. <laughs> Fievel's like, Daddy, I got some poop. And it's Get like, it out of your hands, Fievel. Fievel, don't do that. These are both really bad. We got to stop trying to do the accents. <laughs> Normally, we're on top of it. This is a bad night. It's a bad. It's a weird night. <laughs> Down in the sewers, they come across this. Uh, this is weird. There's like a, a another mouse chatting with all these other mice. Yeah, he's come, like a snake oil salesman. He's like trying to sell them train tickets. Yeah, out west. to go out west, and it's very clearly, at least to the audience, not a real mouse. 
it's like made out of wood and then they pan up and it's john cleese the cat whose <laughs> name is cat whose name is cat cat <laughs> our wall uh <laughs> He's holding a marionette puppet yeah. and doing, like, a bad Western accent. Like, I'm pretty sure they just told John Cleese, like, try to pretend to do a bad Western accent. And he was like, okay. But he basically lies to them all and tells them, out West, cats and mice live together and work together. And yeah, stuff. and it's, you know, there's room to grow and lots of money to be made out there. It's a fucking paradise. Come. You won't. You won't. But they do. Everybody comes. Fucking stupid mice. So they're on their way to the train station, and Fivel writes Tiger a note because him and Tiger are friends from the first movie. Yeah, and Tiger basically, when the cat attack happened, leapt into a trash can and hid and just like passed a bitch. out or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I have no idea. But what he comes happened. to the next morning, yeah, and is searching for Fivel and finds that note. Yep, and it's it's the note explaining that they're leaving out west. So Tiger's like, I gotta I gotta catch him really quick. So there he's running and he gets chased by a million and a half fucking dogs. It's a very comedic. Sort of just like break that goes on for I don't know five minutes. Yeah, in the process he gets thrown from a building and chased by a number of dogs. There are fucking dogs everywhere, and then eventually he gets smoked by the train, <laughs> like, oh, like literally yeah. smashed into the front of it. It's really funny animation. Gets thrown into a river, and then a dogfish swings by. Remember? Yeah, the dogfish. Dog yeah, because he came, every shot he's been in has there's been a dog, even in the river. <laughs> you know but again, when the, that chase sequence and the dogs snapping their jaws and the saliva and the teeth it, it, it's intense some of it yeah but it's also super stupid and funny yeah i will admit that this this little sequence here was kind of impressive i liked it it reminded me of of like the uh, chase scenes in aladdin and some of the 90s disney movies where they had that zippy quick like yeah you know introduction to a character type you get to know a lot about tiger by how dumb he acts in these situations uh, yeah that's true um so flash forward a little bit now they're on the train going out to green river which is the town out west that they have bought tickets to. Way out west. Something, something, something. Dude, They're I remember. singing rem that song and I don't know the words. Dude, I remember that song being a lot cooler when I was younger. I did not really like it in this one. <laughs> it was kind of. It's one of the weaker ones in the movie, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's yep. mixed really weird, too. Like, you can barely hear what they're saying over the music and somehow tiger manages to keep pace with this train through a series of mishaps like he's dragged yeah by, he's dragged by a stage eventually. coach and every time he bounces off the ground instead of making a loud thud like a cat would he just squeaks like a, yeah. like a ooh, rubber ah, duck ee, ah, ooh, ah, ee, ah, ooh. dom de Luis just like snort this dom and go in there for half an hour and just make noises like you're getting hit in the face okay <laughs> My Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Fifel, meanwhile, escapes down into this other, what, part of the train car, and he discovers the, the cat's real plan because he discovers the fake marionette puppet. Can we talk about this plan? This is so the most stupid. convoluted, stupid plan ever. So you find out <laughs> that John Cleese is bringing them in to sort of build this town. You, like, you essentially use them as labor. Free labor. Free labor. And then, like, he's going to make them build a mouse trap, which is going to kill them so they can just make them into mouse burgers. Mouse burgers. Mouse burgers. Remember, I don't... <sighs> I don't think they build anything in the town. Are we led to believe that really their entire purpose is I, to be shipped out to we the West so that they can build this mousetrap? 
I, to then kill I, themselves? I have to believe that they were building like the rest of the town, no, too. No, be- because I also have questions about the town and the scale of the town because there are humans in the town. Right. But when we see this, the streets, you know, the, the classic shots of the Western, they are kind of in scale with some of the buildings. Dude, Maybe I... Maybe it's the way it was animated, low angles and close-ups or something to, you know, perspective I, Yeah, shift, I don't but. know, man. There's there's a lot to be confused about. All you need to know is that he's essentially bringing the mice in to trick them and eat them. When he's literally got them all right there, he could just do it there. <laughs> oh, mouse Dumb. burgers, And there's man. no mice out west, by the way. Are we led to believe there's no mice out west? I don't know, man. But after being discovered, he's, you know what, thrown from the train by... John Lovitz's character, who, by the way, is named T.R. Chula. You like that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they ever say his name in the movie. No, I don't think Probably so. Probably for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah God. But he winds up landing in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And his family, once again, not as shocked or saddened by this. They, like, they see him get thrown off, and then one guy stops him. He's like, Mouskowitz, don't be crazy, motherfucker, or some shit like that. Yeah. And then they, not, they don't the think about it at all. He's just how immigrants live. He's my boy. Stop. Fifle. You gotta stop. <laughs> it's uh, it's weird how quickly they're willing they're to over just it really that, quickly. Kid I mean, to be fair, fuck Fifle, fuck, right? Fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck Fifle. Fifle. He's, he's the worst. worst. Yeah. So, uh, Tiger is also thrown from his stagecoach, and he starts to wander around in the desert. So Fifel and Tiger are dying of thirst. Both dying of <laughs> thirst, and they see mirages. Fifel thinks he sees his family. Uh, Tiger thinks he sees Miss Kitty. Ooh, yeah. Um, they both turn out to be mirages. Uh, I think Fifel like lands at a cactus, and Tiger ends up like kissing an owl. <laughs> yeah, yep. something weird like that. But then the most frustrating part of this film is that they see each other, and they assume that they're just both mirages. So they go, "Hi, Mirage Tiger." Hi, Mirage Fifel. And then they just keep walking. You would think that Dude, they'd be exactly. like a comedic, like yes, turn around, like wait steps. a minute. Yeah, exactly. No, they keep <laughs> walking. <laughs> Fade to next scene. It's the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in an animated film. Because could you imagine the odds of that happening? Right. And then for you to just continue to just pass, pass, by. pass by. It's like throwing away the lottery ticket. Holy shit. Um, meanwhile, in the town, the mice are there and they're all very sad because this place is a shithole. <laughs> They didn't realize it. Uh, Fifel's dead, presumably, so that also sucks, I guess. Um, but, oh, they, you know, they're like, oh, we'll make the most of it as long as there's water. Yeah. But that's when the John Lovett spider. Uh, the itsy bitsy spider. Yeah, yeah he goes up sp- to the top of the water spout. And clogs down, it up. <laughs> clogs it up, so down the rain does not fall. Ooh, but Ooh. it's, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> it, because it's so hot, all the other water droplets that are down there immediately yeah. dry up and the ground cracks beneath them. But that's when, sucks. that's when John Cleese steps in and says, hey, listen, this sucks, but, you know, I can help you. You can help me. We're going to live in harmony. We're going to build a utopia. We're going to have a great fucking time. But little do they know, he's just a, fucking going to be mouse burgers. They're just going to be mouse burgers. So we cut back to Tiger, who's been wandering around, and he passes this these buffalo bones that I, I yeah. really like the animation on this because every time he passes them by, obviously they like get up and start like walking toward him and dancing in the background or whatever. And then he does it so often, like as he's turning it's around, just frame, just by frame, frame by frame. It's animation. actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, eventually, he finds out that they're filled with these 
native mice? <laughs> oh, it's so racist. It's so racist. Yeah, they're oh, these man. Native American mice, and they, you know, they kidnap him and put him up on a spit. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and um, his first words, of course, to them are, how do you do? <laughs> Dr. Louise just laughs at himself. <laughs> um, Dude, I love their tribal leader. The, his voice and everything. Oh, he's how quick yeah. he talks. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but so they're looking up, and th- through some weird thing, they notice that his outline is the same as the mountain behind him. <laughs> yeah. And so they just automatically assume that he's a god. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fightful is out in the desert, fucking still dying. Hallucinating. Hallucinating. And he's being chased by a hawk. Yeah, gets picked up by a hawk. And the hawk, instead of eating him right there like normal animals would do, uh, carries him away. Yeah. Before he does, though, he pulls him out of this little hole, which he was trying to escape from anyway. Oh, yeah. Fucking scorpion scene. That shit's scary. Dude, like, he's getting, like, stabbed to death at a like by a scorpion and Feifel's like eyes are bulging out crying and shit dude yeah it's fucking scary man bitch ass mouse Feifel fuck this mouse Henny who's a dater well (laughs) but the Indian village wind up fucking shooting down the hawk right with fireworks fireworks or some stupid shit so dumb. Um, but uh, yeah, and Pfeiffer winds up dropping right into Tiger's Feast because they've been feeding him yeah. like mad, which I don't know where this food is coming from because they're in the middle of the desert, so they're feeding him all this fruit and amazing shit. Don't worry about it, man. I won't. Okay. I won't. Good. But anyway, Pfeiffer inst- inadvertently gets eaten, right? Or get into his Almost mouth. gets yeah. eaten by Tiger, but they have their lovely reunion. And instead of, you know, helping a young child out, He's like, nah, I'm going to stay here. And then just puts Feifel in tumbleweed. <laughs> it says it's a sage coach. A sage coach. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> Hope you get to where you're going, Feifel. Yep, Let's just pushes him, him off. <laughs> yeah, it takes him to Green Green River. And that's the last you ever see of Feifel. <laughs> What'd you think, dude? Feifel goes west. It was pretty good, dude. B minus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway uh, we get a little rolling, rolling, rolling. Rawhide theme the song. Blue, yeah, the, the Blues, Blues Brothers I like version. I like I like that version. Way Great b- animation, too, yeah. with yeah. the uh, animals chiming in here and yeah, there. Yeah, it's actually it's cute. So we open up on Wiley Burp, who is asleep on the porch. And at this point in time, Feifel doesn't know he's Wiley Burp. Now, why doesn't he? Because he doesn't look any different than he did in, in Feifel's dream, really. Maybe a little I, younger, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I would presume that they don't actually know. You don't see his eyes, I guess. He's wearing the hat as he's laying down on the porch. Maybe. I would also guess that like they don't have any way of knowing what Wiley Burp looks like because they are still fucking mice in New York City. Like, what are they going to get? Like, newspaper clippings of this dog? I don't know dog? Like, this dog in yeah, the first place. I, exactly. So, like, I guess i just going to assume News that they would News travel wouldn't... so slow, much slower back then, too. Yeah, exactly. I so I don't know now. There's Facebook. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? So I'm going to assume they don't know what Wiley Burp looks like. And, you know, so he's like, hey, mister, like, am I in Green River? And he's like, no, I can't talk to I can't talk to anymore tumbleweed not anymore and then he just burps yeah dude his bubbles are just green bubbles and fumes and shit this dog just wants to die he just wants to die his son the fucking son is cooking his carcass as he speaks yeah if the owner was nice he'd have fucking taken him out back and shot him (laughs) he's that he's that far along yeah he's that close to death oh man you're a good dog marley you're a good dog (laughs) (laughs) holy shit 
Anyway, as soon as, soon as Fightful arrives, uh, he quickly reunites with his family, who is immediately doing work you yep. know, in the town. And they don't believe any of his story. Also, barely like a, it's like, oh, sweet, Fightful's uh, Oh, look, Fightful did live. Cool. Okay, cool. 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 We got work to do, though. Yeah, so. you're kind of fucking up our style. Yeah, and Fightful goes in and he tells them, well, you know, like I was walking through the desert, the uh, tiger became a god, and by the way, the cats want to eat you. Now, I can understand if, like, you see Fightful and he's like, tiger's a god now, and you're like, okay, that's weird, but when he says the cats want to eat you, that's not far off considering your entire life has been driven by the idea that Cats want to eat you. Yeah, but you know, uh, but they want to also in the good in these pussies. Yeah, exactly. In these kitty cats. Also, Fifel's a piece of shit. So, <laughs> fuck him. Come on, fuck him. No, no, fuck him. <laughs> we get more of this town, I guess, and it's your traditional. You know, what did they call it? It's like leaving the Badlands, entering the worst, the lands, worst right? lands, yeah. or something like but that. It's just this, you know, middle of nowhere town. Yeah, classic Western town. But at one point, we see. Cat our wall get like spooked through the floorboards of this think, saloon. Yeah, he's in a saloon and Fifel goes in and I think he pokes him in the butt or something yeah, like that. He freaks that. out, jumps out of his suit, and flies up through the floorboards where we see actual human beings. Mm-hmm. And there's this woman with massive breasts who suffocate him in between them. She like picks up the cat, and she's like, Oh my little thing. She like puts yeah. him in between, and then he winds up falling back through the floorboards and back into his suit, and everything's good. So we're led to believe that all of what we're seeing takes place beneath the human world. I think it was like under the porch or something like that. Yeah, because there was a scene where they're going under the porch. But then I'm just kind of confused whenever it shows them out in the middle of the fucking street why there, A, isn't any people, but also... They look much bigger. Maybe it's just maybe it's I think just it's the just scaling yeah, in the animation. You know, use your fucking imagination, Brandon. Yeah, maybe don't fucking look at everything like it has to be logical, you piece of shit. Yeah, what am I doing? What are, what are you doing? What are we doing with this show? That's the end of Nostalgia Be Damned. See I you guys later. I don't know what we would do when trying to critique these movies. <clears throat> so anyway, John Cleese's character is trying to... <laughs> So any some mouse burgers, dude. Yeah, he's just trying to make some mouse burgers. Like every um, cat in the world. But he also he hates all of his uh acts on stage oh, because right. he's also trying to run a successful saloon, dude. Obviously. Um but that's when he hears this fucking beautiful voice, dude. What is it? It's Tanya. Yeah. It's Tanya, dude. Tanya <laughs> is singing Dreams to Dream. Dreams to Dream beautifully. And we get this weird, like, he's stalking her and he's crying over her. Like, is he falling in love with this little immigrant mouse? Oh, he absolutely is. Like, it's weird. It is it strange is because she is a child in this movie, right? Or a teenager? Yeah, I think she's a teenager for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Creepy, though. Mad <laughs> creepy. He um, even dances with his hand with her. Yeah, it's strange. And she doesn't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he takes her into uh, this dressing room. And that's where we find where Miss Kitty has been. Miss Kitty is now sort of the lead act at this salon or some Saloon, excuse me, salon. Yeah. Um, and, ju- and he's like, hey, Get her ready to be on stage. Yeah, teach her the ropes. She's going to be the new diva. Yeah, so it's just this basic sad sap scene where she tries to psych her up for this depressing life she's about to live. Yeah, and and not doing a very good job, too, because all she's talking about is how shitty this is and this town sucks and she misses her boyfriend that she left. 
less like, than a month less ago. Less than a month ago. <laughs> yeah. There's all these pictures on the walls, and she's yeah, running. She's like, like oh, uh, I wish I was with Tyga. But this is kind of your... F- what was that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'm almost purposefully doing yeah, bad ones dude, now. Fuck you now. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, like, she's missing the boyfriend that she dumped. Yeah. Fuck her, dude. Uh, well, come on, you're you're throwing out a lot of hostility tonight, and I don't know what I'm. I'm not, I don't care for it. It's just been angry, <laughs> just angry, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, um, Tr Chula, <laughs> which is the name of this the spider. Yeah, John love it. Tr Chula is uh, trying to cook Fifle in a bottle over a candle or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark. Yep. And while he's doing this, uh, Tanya goes on stage. And at first, she's very quiet and timid, like a little mouse. And mm-hmm. then, once she belts out that first note, though, all the cats stop. And they're like, gosh, gosh, what a pretty mouse. Yeah. With a pretty mouth. Ew, dude. Well, she's got lipstick on. She does. Um, and then she bangs out uh, my favorite song in the entire movie. What is it? Kiss her. Kiss, kiss her, her. Kiss, kiss her. her. It's just like a fun little Western. How like, does it even start off? Bandit, who's the girl who's an That's exactly what it is. That's with subtitles on. <laughs> That's but exactly it is, yeah, what it is. It's a lively like. little song, and they're yep. you know bouncing around, and it's whatever. And Feifel and the fucking spider have a chase scene that amounts to nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Later on that night, uh, he's passing through town again, Feifel, and he comes across Wiley Burp once again, who's again burping green ass bubbles. And just, I wish I could dying. find Wiley Burp. Uh, 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 you know, well, look at my badge here, son. I got. I'll tell you. I'll let you know who Wiley Burp is. It's me. I've been Wiley Burp the whole time. What is it you want, Feifel? You want the moon? You just say the word. I'll, I'll throw a lasso around. I'll grab it. I'll pull it Jimmy? down. You can swallow it. What? Clarence? Nope. Clarence, I want a live again. <laughs> God damn it. Poor Jimmy. He's got two assholes. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Talking about this wonderful man. I have huge respect for him. Because <laughs> what? You don't want his fucking ghost on? <laughs> no, I just love Jimmy Stewart, but I also suck. don't want... Oh, my God. Suck. I don't know if I'd even be intimidated if the ghost of Jimmy Stewart was haunting me. Like, he just appears at the edge of my bed one day. Zach, what? I heard you were making fun of my voices. <laughs> You know, I was in arsenic and old lace. Sixth time you're masturbating tonight, Zach. Uh, who's counting, Jimmy? No, I'm not, I'm not oh, counting. Oh, I agree. Uh, if bit. anything, I think you should pick it up. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Well, when I was on the set of uh, Vertigo, <laughs> I masturbated seven, eight times an hour. Freddy insisted upon it. He sure did. Uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, Fred Hitchcock. I call him Freddy. We were friends. We were good friends. We smoked marijuana, did a lot of cocaine. We're getting so sidetracked. <laughs> so sidetracked. So, yeah, during this whole thing, he's like, ah. <laughs> I'm so over the hill. I'm on the other side. Oh, yeah. He's, he, this he's is dying. what makes this incredibly sad. I'll, I know we've been joking about Jimmy Stewart, but this is Jimmy Stewart's last film. Final performance. Final performance, and he's playing a character that's basically just saying, like, I'm about to die. Yeah. Like, I'm just tired. I want to die. I want to get it over with. But he also wants to help. So he says, "I can you find me a dog? I'll train him to be a goddamn hero. And he says, I don't know any dogs, but I do know a tiger. No, he says, I know a god. Oh, shit. I'm the one that said tiger you said because tiger, I'm a better writer. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he says, yeah. I do know a god. It would have been cooler if he said, I know a tiger. Would it have been? Because dog, backwards, think about it, dude. Oh, fuck. 
I didn't even get that. All right, well, I'm an idiot then. Screw me. I'm a terrible writer. (laughs) It's way better. So smart. The people who wrote this movie, geniuses. Come on, dude. They are. Anyway, so he goes off and he finds Tiger, and Tiger's like, fuck you, dude. I'm a god here. I don't want to fucking go fight cats. Screw you. That's awful. Um, But... There's the smell of sweet, 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 sweet perfume puss. Yeah, it goes up into his nostrils as the little, you know, vapor cat. Yep. Ghost apparition thing again. And he's like, okay, I'll do anything, which, you know, is a great play on what men will do for some puss. He'll give up being a god. A god. For some puss. For some just a little bit of puss. And we're not even being vulgar or crude. She's a cat. cat. So we can do that this time. We can do that. We're not being gross. You're gross for thinking something's gross. Yeah, get your head out of the gutter. Get your head out of there and into the game. So anyway, they <laughs> go, and this is when we get, um, I don't want to say the dumbest training montage I've ever seen, but it's up there. I will say, dude, some of it's super funny, and then yeah, some, some of, of it's funny. pretty dumb. Like, yeah. when they start off here, you know, if you want to intimidate someone, you give them the lazy eye. Lazy eye. The animators it, have some fun doing some weird eye-bulging shit, and then eventually it just descends into a seizure. Chaos. Like a yeah. Seizure. Dom yeah. DeLuise is just making <laughs> noises. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but then, yeah, he teaches him to chase a bone, which is also kind of funny because he's, like, sauntering around like he an just asshole. He picks it up. Yeah, and like them breaks it over him. Like, hmm. <laughs> then you know he's rolling around in the dirt, and then they teach him how to bark and growl. And this is where it kind of gets stupid, where he does the whole bark, bark, yeah. growl, yeah. echo, fucking. You also passed dance over. Sequence. You also passed over that we get a fart scene too. Oh, that's great! He, he falls he off. Up he, the... he sucks up air into his gut, and then he falls off a cliff, and he just farts it all out. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic! And fantastic. Farts are always funny. Farts are literally <laughs> always, always funny. funny. Ugh, man. But uh, eventually we get a training montage because he starts to get the hang of it. Oh, yeah, and a, dude, and he's an now alleged, fucking yeah. trained and ripped. In a day. <laughs> In a fucking day. They he's pull ready his to ears go. down and he kind of looks like a dog. <laughs> sure, I don't know. He gets a goddamn white sheriff, a fucking jacket and a sheriff's hat. Yeah, and, he looks and instead of guns, they have slingshots. I kind of like this, yeah. Yeah, and we get that, we get that uh, very typical sheriff walking scene like they're about to walk to a duel where they're just slowly walking you can hear their stirrups and Uh, they're taking long enough because at this exact same time this all manifests very quickly i think the movie is about 75 minutes long oh that's like less than a page about a page master long once they get to that town it's it's fairly quick after but during the as they're walking up to town they're about to kill all the mice they're already on and in position onto this giant mousetrap which is basically because at first it's I like thought a, it was just a single bar and I didn't understand how it was going to kill them all. But instead it's like... It's <laughs> like a giant spatula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to slam them and they're going to be just... A, it's going to be a giant sandwich eventually. Is that what we're led to believe? I get, I, Mouse burgers. I don't want to think about it too much, honestly. Because <laughs> it's Because like, yeah, like it's dumb as hell. But anyway, they're about to cut the ribbon and right before, literally at the very last second, you know, the scissors get shot out of cat R... What's his fucking Cat, name? Our wall? I can't stand I don't. That. John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, John Cleese's hands and, uh, you know, a shootout occurs. Yep. Classic Western shootout. Yeah, we get a lot of, uh, you know, just... It's a it's a fun little action set piece, I but guess. It, yeah, it's hearkening back to the very beginning because I guess Feifel has a 
as some sort of telepathy. Or well, he, this is the he same. Saw the future, yeah, yeah a premonition. The same dream, and he, they even say, "Look out behind you, kid! Look out behind you, kid! Uh, it's gonna get a little hairy. You should get out of here." Yep. Same same things. The mice catch on and they they bail out and. The Miss- cat has an actual fucking pistol up on this pedestal thing. Yeah, he's operating like a machine gun. Yeah, he's like he's fucking just shooting at <laughs> fucking the dog. No wonder the humans walk out. They're like, "What the fuck is that cat doing?" You know, that's what I thought. Like, if any time a human walked out, that would have been an awesome ending. If a human just walks out and they see all of them in like tuxedos and all these this clothes <laughs> that they're wearing, operating an actual gun, shooting at mice that are prepositioned on a goddamn mousetrap sandwich. Yeah. Machine, fucking hilarious! Ending. I take that guy. That guy takes the gun and ends his own life, and that's it cutting. <laughs> American to Tale Five goes, goes West. Yes. yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how that's it happens. Not how it happens. The dude. spider takes Miss Kitty present. This sets fucking Tiger into a rage. He starts killing everybody. Yeah, dude, he kills everybody. <laughs> well, no. So he puts them like on the spatula or something. Yeah, and then they just set it off and they just fly up into the air and then yeah, come they, crashing they, into a mailbag. Right. Well, they crash into the. Um, into oh, the, the water, water tower, tower yes. which releases the water, and now the mouse, the mice can live happy because there's fucking water, even though it's probably all gone at this point, and they have to rebuild it. It's going to be sturdy. You're going to run out of water again really soon. Really soon. Uh, but the cats and the tarantula are all sent into the mailbag and taken off on the train. Back east, I would assume. And the cat, cat our wall, <laughs> gets out of the bag, and uh, that woman from earlier with the massive cleavage grabs yep. him, and he's, you know, we see him later on in a bonnet and a binky. And and you just assume that he lives in that hell for the rest of eternity. But dude, at least you don't have to work. Right, and you're gonna get free food. <sighs> like, I, th- th- lame, lame. You do have to get pet a lot, though. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of proprietary. I bet it feels good to just be stroked all the time. I don't know. Cats don't seem to like Dude, it. Cats seem like assholes. Cats are assholes. You know what I mean? Like shifty assholes. No, like that. They're always this, trying to get This is a down. good characterization of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Kitty, though, she is thirsty. Oh, my God. Because, because she finds out. Uh, did she not know that it was she him until she She doesn't know it's him until off? she pulls his hat off. And like his his, his face up. goes back to normal, and she's like Tiger, and like they slam to the ground, and Jimmy Stewart just goes, I I didn't teach him that, which yeah. means I you presume they're having sex. Oh yeah, they are. They're fucking right in the middle of this town. Right in the middle of this town. Again, just not something I want to see. If I'm a fucking patron of this town, I walk out. There's a ton of mice and just two cats fucking, <laughs> while the dog starts to walk off into the desert to die. <laughs> Because that's, Where are you going? that's essentially what happens. I'm going to a cave, Fifo. I'm going to a cave. I'm going to lay down, and I'm just going to close my eyes and hope I don't wake up. Anyway. Jesus, but that's, that's essentially so what dark. he's doing because he just, like, walks off into the distance. Fifo sees him. This is Wiley Burp. Uh, Fifo sees him going away, and he follows him. And then we get, like, to me, the unfair advantage, advantage. Yes, of this yes. movie. <laughs> because Jimmy Stewart delivers... I think the best lines in this film, yep. and it's so poignant if you know that this is his last performance because he's looking at the sunrise and Feifel's like, you know, he gives Feifel like a star and he's like, you're a hero, man. You pulled me out of the gutter. Like you, you really sa- you saved this town. And then he just looks out into the, the sun and he just goes, oh, one man's sunset is another man's dawn. Yeah. Right, Something like, like yeah, yeah. He gives a few more. There, it's poignant. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because it's essentially it's his last Jimmy Stewart's on swan camera. song. Yeah, it's yeah. His last delivered lines in his life. In his, on, yeah, yeah, in memorialized his, in film anyway. Yeah, and so it's 
And that's how the movie ends. Yeah, a great little cool zoom out. Yeah, five American Tale, five will goes west. Shit. There it is, dude. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, man? Okay, so um, I was not really sure what to expect going into this. I remember loving this movie, but I, I think I was thinking along the lines of it can't be that good coming back into it. Like, it just can't be. If it wasn't uh, as widely loved or remembered yeah there's probably a reason it's just it's probably a reason why it wasn't uh that being said there are some really strong aspects of this movie again the animation is very cool the the score is really good i do have a little tiny gripe about the music in general in this there all the songs even the better ones are a little forgettable especially when you compare it to the first one that has songs like uh no cats in america <laughs> and somewhere um there. somewhere out there Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Uh, <laughs> dickhead. Um, but you know what I mean? So it just, it, it wasn't as forgettable. And the plot was just a little, uh, almost forced. I feel like there's another way for you to force the cats versus mice issue without like John Cleese being like, we're, we're going to force them into labor to make their own death machine. <laughs> Maybe that's another, you know, Metaphor for just us are the working, the American working man, you know, just slowly grinding away to his death on an on an inevitable well, death machine. Okay, you know so I'm I mean? glad you bring up metaphor too because I, I I haven't seen the first movie a ton, but I do know that it makes a point oh, yeah, about and you know an historical injustice injustices. <laughs> yeah, you know, so and it had a point. This one I feel like didn't have a point. They tried like at the very beginning. Where they were like, you know, this we tra- we came to this country and it's things still aren't good here. Yeah, let's go out west. But I mean, that's it. There's really no sort of like acceptance of immigrants in this movie. It's just like it just becomes a cat versus mouse movie. It, can be, it essentially becomes Western Tom and Jerry. Kind know? of. It yeah. just I don't kind of. I don't feel like there was a big message in this movie. Sure. To me. Um, but you know, and, and in terms of the rest of the movie, there are some high points and there are some draggy low points. Uh, what'd you say? A 45, 45%, 45. I'm going to, you know what? I think that's a perfect rating for me. I think I did this last week too. So I apologize, but I I really do think 45 is kind of right on the dot for me. There was nothing spectacular about this film, but at the same time, I didn't hate it. And I think it's a good film to show your kids. All right. I, I liked it a little more than you did, I think. I thought, the, for one, I, I really loved the animation. I thought mm-hmm. the animation in the backgrounds. And I particularly liked the character animation. And I did like most of the performances, the vocal performances in this. I think okay. John Lovitz, John Cleese, uh, and particularly Jimmy Stewart and Dom DeLuise uh, deliver some pretty good spirited performances. I li- I do like Jimmy Stewart a lot. I, you and I are going to disagree think, on that. because yeah. and, and it's not anything against Jimmy Stewart. I, I genuinely just think he was a little too old to be doing it. Sure. Sure. It, it, it's a, I, I get it. I get it. But yeah. I, I, I'm still just kind of, I guess, sent a little sentimental for it anyway. I, I understand. And I understand that completely. We're just going to disagree. Yeah. Right? But uh, the story, yeah, it's a little routine. And, and I do agree with you that, that the villain's whole plot and storyline in this 
is really contrived and makes no sense. It could have been just as easy of they're making a train ride and get lost on the way or something mm-hmm. and wind up in this small western town or some shit, which is where I thought it was actually going. I had forgotten a lot of this movie, and so oh, me too. time after time, I was I was kind of I'd say consistently surprised at where they were going with <laughs> a, a couple parts. Like I didn't know <laughs> right. how the fuck we were getting to this conclusion, but I'll say. What's it got? A forty-five, dude. I'm gonna give it a sixty-five. Wow, I, I, dude. I think that not all of these movies have to have one of those messages, and I'm not saying that that when we look in these movies, because that's what we kind of what we do do is just to see if there's an underlying theme or yeah. message to this. And I think this is right up there with a dinosaur, where it's like it's more of about the kind of the animation and the characters, uh, and I, there's not much to it. But at the same time, it was really. Well, I won't say inoffensive because other than the other than there were the a native, couple offensive <laughs> things. John Lovitz plays a Mexican spider. <laughs> there's Native Americans, but uh, there's a lot of sexual. There are some sexual innuendos. Innuendos in this, yeah. I so yeah, <laughs> but but all I'll say is that we don't get a lot of uh, Western kids films. One that and and even fewer that I can remember are worth a damn, right? I like the the style of animation and the setting that much, and the characters. Honestly, I think the characters mm. hold up. That I think it's worth a watch, especially if you have kids, because this is again, like we said, back when they were not afraid to show shit that would make kids afraid. Like I think yeah. every once in a while in a kids movie, you have to have something to fucking oh, freak kid, them out kids a movies bit. are too cushioned. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I I don't know. I just think that to me, it it is good for what it is, but. It, it kind of falls into that trap again of like, you know, its predecessor meant a lot more in terms of a film. Sure. And that that makes sense to people who hold that in well regard. I remember almost nothing about that. <laughs> so maybe in comparison to the first one, this one would look a little less good to me, I guess. Right. But without that frame of reference, I just think for, for this, this is really my introduction to these characters because I have right. no backstory with them in the first one. So, you know, it that's works fair for enough. Me. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's American Tale. <laughs> Five will goes west. So, what are we doing next week? Let's take another fucking one eighty, man. Uh, I lo- <laughs> we tried to cover almost a, a couple different genres this this month. So we yeah. got you know an action and a couple kids movies. St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, all <laughs> of oh, the Boondock Saints. Ugh, I'm done. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> enough but of that. Next week we are going back to horror, which has been a little while since we ventured into that territory. Probably it is. Since, I guess Halloween last year, which we did well, a whole month of Deep Blue Sea. Uh, well, you know that's kind of I guess yeah, an action horror. But, action uh, horror. Whatever. This one we're going straight. Slasher, we're going back to the year of 2000 to round out the classic trilogy, Scream 3. <laughs> ah, Yikes. I am a huge fan of the first film. The second film, I think, is you know not as great as the first one, but a pretty goddamn solid sequel. Mm-hmm. What I will say is I've seen the third one a lot. Have you so, really? Oh, I have. And I'm, I'm probably going to be defending it a lot oh for sure I will because i'm just oh obsessed it's gonna with that it, we're gonna butt heads we are really gonna butt heads because i've seen this movie too and i snoozed through it oh man it is rough stuff i it's know a, that but at the same time i kind of love film. it yeah i kind of who knows in, in a critical i've never watched the movie through any critical lens so oh, dude, there's know, a jay and silent bob cameo there and they is don't play it's like they just exist in that world <laughs> <sighs> Oh my god, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yikes. Get fucking ready. Get fucking ready. Thank you, uh, though, everyone, for listening, for subscribing. Yeah, we apologize that this episode came a day or two late. Uh, things happen. We got full time jobs. It, you know, 
it's gonna happen on occasion. But we, that was we what, try not fortieth episode, right? Out of yeah. forty episodes, we've never been really late. We had that extra one. We that had was, one extra one, but that was an extra episode in a week, so I don't really even count that as late. Really. No, you me know, neither. It's just a bonus. So for the first time in forty episodes, guys. Take a fucking chill. Yeah, our apologies, <laughs> but good. at the same time, fucking deal with it. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. We love you, and we hope you love us. You can check us out <laughs> anytime on iTunes. Just look us up at Nostalgia Be Damned. Uh, also, check us out, nbd.podbean.com, our original hosted site. We're also available on a ton of other podcasting apps and sites. Uh, our RSS feed is out there at this point. Uh, we'll make the Twitter eventually. Someday, somehow, what we're going to make a Twitter, but not a rat. <laughs> we will, promise. Also, check out the email. Check us out. Send us a message. Uh, send us a request. NostalgiaBeDamnedPod at gmail.com. We should start taking a few more requests soon. I think we'll do, maybe in the next uh, couple months or so, we'll do a, another listener request month. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. And, and we'll be taking in requests all through. You know, even if we just won't give you credit. That's all it Oh, changes. absolutely so not. We'll just take yeah. the idea and we won't say, hey, this was from, you know, Ricky from... California. Mm. You watch that Bill Hader SNL. Oh, he was such a he good. Was so uh, funny. I love Hader. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Goodbye. <laughs> was that a question? <laughs> I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> Someday, I'll find my way back to the girl I've been.